The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. As much as so many of you love the, the Tuesday song, I'm going to blow it off because we've got a lot going on. So, Carrie, I want to start right now on uh, midterm, midterm Tuesday. Yep. We're finally here at the midterms. Give me the very latest that you have. Then we've got the interview with uh, Senator John Cornyn. Uh, Monica De La Cruz may be calling in live from the campaign trail. We'll, we'll try to have her. Tiffany Smiley may be calling in from the campaign trail. We'll try to get her on here. Um, and also we've got, um, at the bottom of the hour, uh, Dr. Katie Kuhlman, which we may end up cutting short depending on who ends up calling in. But we've got we've got some important stuff because she's in Arizona. So we talk about what people were facing today at the polls. What do you have? What's the latest? Well, the polls just closed in Texas and Pennsylvania. Let's start with Texas with 15% in right now. We have Beto Arroyo. At 56%, uh, Republican incumbent Governor Greg Abbott at 42%. Uh, Pennsylvania, the Senate race with 3% in, Fetterman 84%, Mehmet Oz at 14%. Uh, going back to the Georgia governor's race with 24% in, uh, Democrat Abrams has 53%, Republican Kemp has 46%. In that Senate race in Georgia, the Democrat Warnock, 56% to Republican Walker at 42%. Fox News has projected Governor Ron DeSantis has been reelected. He has 57% of the vote, and I believe it's with 73% in already. And they have projected uh, Marco Rubio to win the Florida Senate race. There you go. Appreciate that, Kerry. Now let's get with Senator John Cornyn, great state of Texas. John, how are you? Doing great, Joe. Good to be with you on this momentous election day. You know, we, it's like we've been talking about this since November 4th of 2020, and we're finally here. And um, it's an exciting day because I feel really good about the House. It's a, uh, I mean, it's an anxious day because I'm not really sure what's going to happen with the Senate. Are you, are you doing predictions? Are you in the prediction game today, John? Well, I predict that uh, Republicans will carry both houses. The okay. House, of course, is a safer bet uh, for historical and other reasons. But uh, we got a lot of competitive uh, Senate races that are within the margin of error. And uh, But I think my conclusion is, Joe, that the Democrats have really misjudged um, their policy agenda. I think this is what is killing them. This is not the Biden administration's agenda. This is the Bernie Sanders AOC agenda with Joe Biden as the front man. And it just represents an overreach and not uh, where the American people want to go. Well, John, why do you think they did that? I mean, you work with Joe Biden for a long time. There are many things I could say about him personally, which are true, but I won't get into that. Professionally, he's always said that he was a moderate Democrat. He seemed to be that guy. Um, and in working with him in the Senate, do you find the guy who's running this agenda out of the White House to be the same guy? Well, I think he he adapts to his own environment, and plus, I think uh, you know he's 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 not the Joe Biden that I knew back in the Senate. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's a little older, a little slower on the on the uptake. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's controlled inordinately by uh, former Obama staffers, which surround him and tell him what to do, give him his talking points, and tell him where to stand and uh, when to leave. Uh, and I just think it's it's uh, looks too much like he's overscripted and really not up to the challenge. It's Senator John Cornyn, great state of Texas. I'll get into energy in a little while, which is very important to you and me. But let's talk about something that is even uh, higher on the level right now. It's the border. Five million people that we know of, forget the gotaways, have come across this border 
untethered, unfettered, handed a phone, handed some money, handed some food, handed some clothes. Hey, where do you want to go? We'll send you on a plane ticket. I mean, what exactly do you think the game is here, John? Nobody can really want this invasion. If we had a 5 million member army at our border, we would fight them. But for some reason, we're just letting anybody in who wants to come in. Yeah, I just think here's another example of Biden afraid to um, get crosswise with his progressive base who don't believe in any kind of border controls, don't believe in legal immigration. They believe in open borders and unfettered immigration. The problem with that is, of course, is you don't just let uh, economic migrants through. It's a hodgepodge of people, including criminals, uh, people who are asylum seekers, and, and of course, it's the drugs that are coming across when the Border Patrol is overwhelmed. Uh, That's part of the game plan of the cartels. And last year alone, as you know, 108,000 Americans died of drug overdoses. Virtually all of those came across the border. 71,000 of those were fentanyl or synthetic opioid related, which of course the precursors come from China. They're manufactured in Mexico and sold here in the United States and a very minute quality can kill you. So um, it's a complete disaster. And I think you also need to connect the dots in terms of the crime we're seeing throughout the country, because once these drugs, once these criminals come across the border, they don't stop there. And uh, they are, uh, the drugs are being sold on the streets uh, by criminal gangs that uh, engage in all sorts of other criminal conduct and street violence in order to protect their territory. So uh, this is an unmitigated disaster. And uh, Biden has nobody but himself to blame. John, is it is it just a matter of they want to be globalists? They don't want there to be any borders? It's just one world thing, one world order, if you will? Is it the WEF and the UN deciding that our freedom, our liberty, our independence is somehow bad? I can't imagine why anybody who loves this country, who loves freedom and liberty, who wants people to be safe and not die of, of opioid poison, fentanyl is poisoning, it's not even an overdose, it's just poisoning sure, people. So who wants this? What... I always say why, and I never really get a great answer, and you're smarter than I am. You've been telling me that for 20 years. So uh, why are they doing it? What do they want? Well, I think part of it is just ignorance. Um, And the the worst part about that, Joe, is when I don't know something, I try to find out. I try to learn. And uh, you can't even get Kamala Harris, uh, the president's border czar, to the border, much less Joe Biden himself. And so they don't really understand the dynamics of what is happening at the border. And they won't listen to even members of their own political party who uh, would be happy to educate them because it would require them to do things that they don't want to do. But every time I hear Kamala Harris talk about root causes and uh, Tony Blinken, the secretary of state, saying, well, we need to do nation building in Central America, The Border Patrol is detaining people from 150 plus different countries, which means that this is an international uh, network of criminal uh, smuggling of people and drugs uh, into the United States. This is, I think, one of the reasons why Democrats are going to lose both houses, and they should. To your credit, by the way, Senator John Cornyn, a great senator, great state of Texas. To your credit, I think you were the only one, John, and I've been using this since you said it, who called Kamala Harris out when she never really went to the border. She went to El Paso, and I think by what you said, she was seven or nine miles away from the actual border. She didn't go to the Rio Grande Valley. She didn't go to McAllen. She didn't go to Laredo. She didn't go to Brownsville. She went to El Paso far from the border. Is that correct? That's exactly right. Um, and the, the problem is you go to downtown El Paso, it really doesn't tell you about what's happening at these processing centers right. where people are being waved through in the midst of a pandemic. 
Um, I mean, this you, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, it is so bad. You know, we've got an, an actual rule that the federal government just reinstated. They said, we're going to continue this. You can't fly in here from, like, England. You can't come here from Canada. You can't legally come here from Mexico unless you prove that you've gotten a shot in your arm. But if you want to come across the southern border and you're part of the 5 million that did, no problem. Jen, am I missing something? Or is, there, is there a two-tier justice system? What, what, what is that all about? No, you're exactly correct. Um, if you uh, come from any other country through legal means, you're going to have to prove, or at least you did, uh, I guess you will still have to for a yeah. while, prove that you've been vaccinated. Um, but obviously, even when it came to Title 42, you'll recall that this is the mechanism that they were using to expel people because of the pandemic. They yes. wanted to do away with that. Border Patrol has told me, and by the way, they're the experts, and I've learned everything I know from them, is that uh, if they lose Title 42 uh, to be able to expel people, mainly single adult males coming across the border, they will lose control completely because the whole business model of the cartels is to overwhelm the law enforcement officials, mainly Border Patrol, Customs and Border Protection at the border, and then to smuggle the drugs and uh, allow criminals and others to make their way into the United States. So it's, it's this is not a coincidence. It's not... Um, it's not happenstance. This is part of a business model and a plan that, uh, unfortunately, the Biden administration is complicit in. It's Senator John Cornyn, great state of Texas. You know, what, what bothers me the most, John, is that those who allegedly want these people to come here for a better life or to seek asylum, and 90% aren't going to be approved for asylum. You and I both know that. But right. they, don't, they don't seem to care how inhumane it is as these little girls, little boys, and women are being raped on the way here. There are rape trees. These people are walking 1,500 miles, and they're dying in the back of semi-trailers in San Antonio. 52 or 53 just died, and nobody on that side seems to understand where we're not only harming the border towns, we're not only harming our country as a whole, we're actually harming these people. People are dying, floating dead in the Rio Grande every day, and they pretend to be the humanitarian side. I don't understand. It was much more humanitarian before Biden, wasn't it? Absolutely, because there were some controls associated right. with it. Legit People with legitimate asylum claims were allowed into the country once they were able to establish that they met those criteria. You know, the, the, to me, the great irony, Joe, is that we are the we are the most generous country in the world when it comes to legal immigration. I think legal immigration is part of what's made this country so great. Your ancestors and my ancestors didn't come here originally um, or weren't here originally. We came yeah. here from somewhere else, but right. through a legal system. And we naturalize roughly a million people a year in America. That's really, I think, important to our economy, to uh, recruiting the best and brightest from around the world, but people who want to play by the rules. People who are coming across the border now uh, under false pretenses or part of this, this criminal operation. They're not going to play by the rules, either coming into the country or once they get here. I think that people voting today, and it's Senator John Cornyn, I appreciate the time, people voting today are going to vote on their safety and security and for the safety of their families. Hillary Clinton recently came out and said that crime is a red state problem. All the top crime states are red states. They're lying. Democrats are doing better than Republicans. Of course, when you break down the top 30 highest crime cities, they're all, uh, there's 27 are run by Democrats, and we're talking Chicago, New York City, Philadelphia, Houston, San Antonio. You can go down the list where the higher crime is even in red states are all blue cities john do you fear that people are going to believe when she says that because what she said was a lie of omission 
Well, unfortunately, uh, they don't seem to have any compunction or any, any reservation about say, saying things that they know are not true. Yeah. I was um, I was in Houston recently. I did a midnight patrol or late night patrol with the Houston Police Department. It was an eye opening experience for me, and I thought I understood the challenges that face our uh, police officers on a day to day basis. But they're outnumbered and they're outgunned, and they uh, uh, they need our support. And they're having a hard time because of the defund police movement, because of the blame the police first movement. Um, they're having a hard time recruiting and retaining good, experienced people in a very difficult, very dangerous job. And it's because of they, they don't feel like um, the, the government uh, and government officials, public officials, have their back. Well, they don't. Just look at Lena Hidalgo out there in that area in Harris County. You just look at how the, these mayors and, and city hall members, all these counselors are sitting there saying, let's defund, let's take away money. The, the police are racist. I wouldn't feel they had my back either. Senator John Cornyn, I appreciate you taking the time. The number one issue for everybody, John, no matter which side you're on, is the economy. You and I both know that Biden got into office and within three or four days signed 40 or 50 executive orders that directly harmed our economy from the Keystone XL to stopping the wall. I mean, just write down the list. The guy stop any drilling permits, stop Anwar. I mean, honestly, there's no argument. My seven-year-old daughter can, can say, hey, dad, you know, Biden really ruined the economy and then pass the potatoes. This isn't rocket science. We know that they ruined it. Yet he is out there campaigning for people like Fetterman, like the economy is going to get better if you just give us another chance. Fill me in on that. Well, he's, he's depending on people to be uninformed and uh, not motivated to go vote. But right. what they miscalculated by trying to make abortion and things like that the uh, sole issue in this election or to try to scare people by continuing to raise President Trump's name, um, they, they, they've missed the ball again because inflation, uh, the lack of purchasing power uh, by families can't put... Go to, when they go to the grocery store, can't buy what they used to buy and put food on the table like right. they want to, um, or anything. Just name what, whatever the whatever the item is. It all costs more, primarily because of the overspending uh, by the Biden administration. You'll recall that back during the pandemic, we did what we had to do to, to help save the economy and help save lives. But once the once once uh, Biden got in office, they continued to spend on a partisan basis trillions of dollars. And that's like putting uh, gasoline on a fire. And uh, that's uh, so what we're seeing today is a direct result of their reckless policies. And they're going to pay the price, I think, uh, tonight. And facts are very easy to find. It was 1.4% inflation when he took office, 82 now, consistently. Yesterday, you had Corinne Jean-Pierre say, oh, inflation is coming down. Inflation is, it's starting, we're start, starting to curb inflation. No, they're not. It's still 8.2. Uh, gasoline was 235 a gallon. It's now about four bucks a gallon under Biden. And there were moves that he made, as you just illuminated, that it did this on purpose. This wasn't Putin. This was before Putin we saw this inflation going nuts. So people are going to vote with their pocketbooks without a doubt. But when they go to the polling place, you mentioned President Trump. He's still a polarizing person. Uh, Carrie Lake has been attacked like crazy out in Arizona. Uh, People in our state have been attacked. They're too far radical right wings and they're all violent and everything else. When Biden walks out and does these ridiculous speeches about how half the country that called themselves MAGA, and I don't know if you voted for President Trump. I'm assuming you did. I did. So I guess, I guess I'm a MAGA conservative. I'm part of the uh, the 75 million Americans that are evil and horrible and want violence. Is that John, is that effective to, to attack half the country? Well, Joe, I vote, and I assume you and most other people vote based on who they think is going to do the best job for their yes. country, who's going to keep us safe and who's going to uh, help 
uh, every American flourish. Uh, and uh, so that, that's what motivates people's votes, and that's what I think uh, they're missing. But, you know, when you don't have anything else to, to, to talk about, then you try to scare people. And I think that's exactly what their agenda is, try to scare people. I know you've got another interview coming up. Just just one quick line, if you don't mind. You get the power back. The new Congress, the Senate, and the House are both in Republican hands. Which job won? Well, I think, you know, we're going to be able to, we'll have divided government, which means you can use it one of two ways. You can use it to stop bad policy, and we'll certainly do that. And uh, other things that maybe they, you know, maybe just maybe, and I'm, maybe this is the optimist in me, yeah. Maybe they've learned a few lessons, or they will once the voters have spoken, that the direction they're heading in is not the right direction, and they may, maybe they'll listen to some of our ideas. And first and foremost is we're going to put legislation on his desk that's going to deal with the border and deal with crime, and we're not going to continue pouring the gasoline of a big government spending on the fire of inflation. There is a history there. Bill Clinton had to get very moderate when, when the, the House and Senate went over to the Republicans, and he actually ended up doing some things that you and I agreed with. Uh, it's Senator John Cornyn. Make sure that uh, you get out there and vote today. Love that you came on, John. After we get done with, and the smoke clears, let's get together again and find out specifically some agenda items going, uh, going into 2023. I appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Joe. Good to be with you. All right. Back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you. We appreciate Senator Cornyn coming on. We may have a few more live call-ins before the end of the program. Let me tell you in the meantime about Eden Pure. They've got the thunderstorm. You've heard me talk about it. Eden Pure is running a crazy deal right now on that extremely popular thunderstorm air purifier. It makes great gifts for friends and family because everybody has to deal with unwanted smells from time to time, and you need a way to, to get rid of them. Remember, the thunderstorm uses oxy technology to naturally get rid of odors like trash, litter boxes, musty base, basement smells, and stops them from coming back. It isn't a cover-up. The thunderstorm actually attacks odors at the source, even behind objects and under furniture. Nothing can escape the thunderstorm's reach and power, and there are no filters to buy, meaning you save a bunch of money not having to go and refill filters. Right now, got a Christmas special going on that'll save you $200 on an Eden Pure uh, Thunderstorm 3-pack. Get three units for under $200. It really makes a great gift because you know that they're actually going to be using it. It's a three-pack offer. It checks several people off your, your list can help you out for Christmas, can help you out for the holidays. Go right now to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code PAGS3, P-A-G-S, the number three. Save $200. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS3. And remember, shipping is also free. Carrie, got about a, about a minute here. Give me some updates. What do you have? With 21% in the Texas governor's race, we have Beto O'Rourke at 53%, Governor Greg Abbott at 45%. A lot of people are looking at that District 28 race in Texas. We've got Cassie Garcia, the Republican leading Democrat Henry Cuellar, 62 to 37%, with 11% in. The Michigan governor's race, the Democrat Whitmore at 66%, Republican Dixon at 32%. That's only with 3%. And the Pennsylvania Senate, uh, 5% in. We have Democrat Fetterman at 83%, the Republican Oz at 15%, and Fox News projecting Ron DeSantis will be reelected as Florida's governor, as well as Marco Rubio will be elected to the Senate there.
Great work as always. Carrie, appreciate that. We will update you. We've got another half an hour of the program. We will update you on all the numbers that we have. We're going to at least start the interview with Dr. Katie Kuhlman, clinical psychologist, about what psychologically happens to you when you go to the polling place and it says, well, we're not working. 20% of these aren't working. What happens there? We'll talk about that and some other stuff. And we've got several people who have the hotline that we may get to call in live before we get out of here. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pag Show.